Join Dennis Seagrave for Den at Ten. Hello. If you listened to me last week, welcome back, and I hope you enjoyed it enough to uh, listen again. If you're new to it, greetings. I'm glad you've tried to join us. All I do in this is just ramble on about the things that cross my mind or things that have happened during the week and somewhere along the way I'll link it to things that have happened in the past that I hope you find interesting or amusing. As I said last week, the catchphrase is I don't know yet for these because when my son asked me what I'm going to do, I said I don't know yet. And even now I'm thinking about what I'm going to talk about or talk to you. But just saying that and saying when my son phoned me. I have problems with my son and daughter. I mean, they're both in their 30s now and they answer me back quite frequently or have some sarcastic dig at me. But the latest complaint is that uh, I don't answer my mobile phone. I don't have it switched on enough. One of them the other day said, I tried phoning you, you didn't answer. Yeah. Did you leave a message? No. Was it important? No. What are you complaining about then? I do have a mobile phone, no problems. And I do use it, but only when I want to. You see, my character was built during the time when there weren't mobile phones. And I still have that same opinion. We've got a landline at home with an answering system on it. If I'm there, I'll answer it. If I'm not, leave a message and as soon as I get back in, I'll deal with it and we'll sort it out. But when I'm out, I'm out having my private time and I don't want the phone ringing while I'm about. I've got it with me and if there's a problem, if I break down with the car or have a bit of a problem or an accident, I switch it on and I phone for help. End of. The last thing I want if I've just put a mallard and claret fly into a trout and I'm trying to reel it in is the phone ringing in my pocket. Or just as I've taken a perfect aim on a clay pigeon and I'm just squeezing the trigger is the phone blaring away. I don't want it. And the last thing I want is to be walking around a supermarket with a phone glued to me ear trying to talk to somebody. No, thank you. I'm quite happy. One of the things that does annoy me is when somebody is there in the queue in front of me with the phone to their ear talking away. And when it's their turn to be served, they don't acknowledge anything. They just put the stuff on the conveyor belt. The assistant prices it all up, puts it in a bag for them, they pay and walk out. There's no acknowledgement to the assistant, there's no thank you, there's no please. I find this, in my old-fashioned way, very offensive and very rude. The least they can do is show a bit of courtesy and put the phone down while they're being served. But that's me, and I suppose a sign of my age and generation. I'm not decrying mobile phones, they're a great thing, they're a brilliant invention and they they save a lot of problems. I use mine, I'll look up stuff on the internet or I'll check my emails to save me just going upstairs and switching on the computer upstairs. Or if we're out and about in the caravan, it's my means of communicating and 
keeping in touch with people or keeping in touch with things that are coming through. People as well use the, uh, use the cameras on the phones quite frequently. Uh, three years ago for Christmas, Elaine bought me a, a fairly sophisticated um, through-the-lens camera. It's a digital one, brilliant, and I use it a lot. I don't spend hours refocusing, resetting the aperture and everything else. I, I'm fairly quick and easy with the shots. If it's something that I need to do really, really well, I will spend more time refining the focus and everything. But that's how I do them, and I like them. I like the, the quality and the way the camera works. That's how I've always done them. I've had cameras all my life. That isn't to say I don't use the one on the phone. If I'm caught out somewhere by accident and I haven't got my normal camera with me, I'll take the one out and use the one on the phone. Does the job. Can't complain. I'm not averse to the technology. I mean, when I was still working, I was... Uh, systems manager for the telephone system where I was working. That was all fully digital. I was in charge of something like 500 extensions. I know how to wire them in, connect them all up. I knew how to program the system. I knew how if somebody wanted special features on their phone, I could program it all in through the computer switchboard that worked it all. And I was... I like to think pretty good at it. I'd followed all the technology that brought it all in. I was also in charge of the mobile phones that we had in the authority in those days and even the pager systems. So I knew all about how it works and I do use the technology. But as I say, when I'm out and about, that is my time. My phone is used when I want to use it, not there for everybody else's convenience to pester me wherever I am. But then that's that's me, that's I come from that era. I come from an era where in the early 70s I was working at a local authority where they were just bringing in two-way radios. They decided they'd really upgrade themselves and put a two-way radio system in all the vehicles. The main control for it was in the office next to mine. The lady that was in the, uh, how can we put it, the person who sent the messages out from the central place was in the office next to me. She got this fancy stick microphone in the middle of her desk and a little button she pressed when she wanted to get through to anybody. This is town base to town 11. Do come in please, over. Well, it, the idea of this soon got about and people started coming in to the office next door to mine just to see how it all worked. Yes, it was going well, things were happening. But the curiosity got bigger and bigger. Everybody was trying to talk to their mates in a lorry somewhere. Or they were coming in and doing impersonations of the Dambusters talking over the radio. Or whistling the theme to Z Cars, which at that time was a, a police series on the television that showed in great detail the workings of... Uh, the use of radios between headquarters and the police cars. 
the uh, old call sign of BD to Z Victor 1 was frequently used and that's how it was being used by the comedians in the offices. But it soon settled down and everything was running smoothly. That is to say, people were using the radios. I remember I was down in our main vehicle depot one day and the depot manager wanted to get hold of one of the drivers. So uh, he got hold of his radio and he said, this is, uh, this is town seven to town 11, come in please. Nothing. Town 11 to town seven, come in please. Town 7 to Town 11, come in please. Nothing. Right. By this time the manager was getting a bit irate with it all. I says, don't worry, I says, he'll, he'll be telling you he's in a blind spot down Western Road or something when he comes in. No, he's not supposed to be up there, I know where he's supposed to be, I'll get him. Town 7 to Town 11, come in. Nothing. This is Town 7, Town 7, that's dead at the depot, talking to Town 11, Bill Meadows. Will you come in? Nothing. This is Ted, come in, Bill Meadows, now. Nothing. This is, I'll have him when he comes in. He says, this is ridiculous, these are supposed to save time, get stuff done. I stood there, all looking out the window, and I says, well, you'll be able to tell him. I says, what do you mean? I says, well, you'll soon tell him, a couple of minutes. I says, why? I says, well, he's just coming through yard gates in his lorry. I says, you what? I says, he's just coming in through town gates in his lorry. Well, he come whistling up the yard, screeched to a halt and ran in, and he says, yeah, I've come in, what do you want? Well... I can't tell you exactly how Ted explained it to him, what he'd done wrong. But the gist of it was that the whole idea of a radio was for him to answer on the radio and not have to drive his lorry round the town to come in. But I think he emphasised it and he got it sorted out with him. I think he explained it well, to be honest. But that was how things happened at that depot. We'd got some crazy... How they passed the driving test, I don't know. I was there one morning and... Uh, Cyril Baker come in and his five-ton tipper. There you go. You're all right. Yeah. Yeah. He says, Is there a mechanic about? I says, Well, there's about to be one in the yard somewhere. I says, Oh, he says, I need one. I says, Well... Should be one somewhere. I'll I'll go up to yard, up shed and have a look, see if there's one in there. Anyway, I found Carl, one of the mechanics, and I said, Can you come down with me? I says this. So Baker's in the yard with his tipper. He, he wants you for something. Well, we walk down, and uh, Carl says, Hey, up, sir, what's up? I says, Brakes ain't working very well, Aunt Lurie. I says, They're not working well at all. I says, Oh, well, I says, uh, when did you first notice that then? Oh, it's been, been playing up, playing up since I took it out this morning, having a job to stop. 
I says, well, what about your great warning light? He says, oh, that's working champion pal, it's been on all day. And these are the people I used to work with or associate with. I think I've done well to get where I am, in one piece. But these are things that happen to you, things that you realise that we're trying to get new technology, new ideas and trying to progress. And some things do work well. Others take a little longer to perfect, but we get there. And I, I think new technology is good and it does serve a purpose. But there is a place still for the old-fashioned ways. Because although the modern world says, oh, you're just plodding along, I think it's more interesting to take your time and see how things are done and see how things go. But I may be old-fashioned, I may be in the olden days, but I'm happy, I'm content. My lad sometimes thinks I'm uh, a bit of a fuddy-duddy. In fact, on Father's Day this year, he appeared and he bought me a Zimmer frame. Thought it was quite a laugh. Well, living where I do, I can go walking in the Peak District every weekend. I walk far more than he does anyway. And when we go away on holiday with the van, I look up the different walks walking along the cliffs, walking in the countryside. That's how I do it. So the last thing I need at the moment is a Zimmer frame. So I nearly showed him how fit I was by wrapping it round parts of his anatomy, but uh, I thought better of it. In the end, it's put carefully away in the garage, because you never know, one day I, I might need it. So the, there was a certain amount of thought from him, but he was just taking the mick. Never mind. We keep plodding on. Talk to you again soon. Ta-da for now.